Okay, hello. Today I have been waiting, I have been waiting months to get this started, but I haven't been able to because it's been a very big mess with school starting recently. So I'm finally going to come out with our first episode of season two. And this episode is all about the paranormal, and paranormal has to do a lot with cryptids because cryptids are paranormal, which means not normal. Um, so let's get into a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the beginning of this episode. And um, so, hello everybody, and welcome to season two of Murder Mysteries. I know that the paranormal is out of murder, out out of murders, but I wanted to switch it up a little before we go back to murders in the in season three, which I'm super excited. I've also been working on season three very very hard, and I will get many episodes of episode two. I just have to record them, and I'm so excited. This season is going to be filled with mysteries and strange things. We're going to go over ghosts, cryptids, aliens, and other strange anomalies. For this first episode, we are going we are going over one of the most known cryptids. Uh, well, a, cri- a cryptid is something that has been claimed to exist but not proven to exist. Today, so today, which I'm very excited to bring to you, we are going to talk about Bigfoot. So, whether you believe or not, this episode is for you. I, myself, am kind of a skeptic of Bigfoot, but no one actually knows, so let's get into it. Let's get in the history. Bigfoot is a large and mysterious humanoid creature purported to inhabit the wild and forested areas of Oregon and the west coast of North America. Bigfoot is also known as Sasquatch and Anglization anglization of the same Sasquets from the Halquimilin language spoken by First Nations people in in southwestern British Columbia. So Sasquets um are something that um I Indians believed in. Oh no, sorry. Not the Indian Indians. It was British. Um Sasquets were just like the Sasquatch and they're like and that's just where our whole thing started. So, most people who believe in Bigfoot's existence or claim to have seen one assert that they are hair-covered bipeds with ape-like features up to 8 feet tall and leave correspondingly large footprints. They are generally characterized as non-aggressive animals whose shyness and human-like intelligence make them elusive and thus rarely seen, though some wilderness travelers claim to have smelled their stench or heard their screams and whistles. And I think that Bigfoots... Sorry. I think that Bigfoots are genuinely um, not aggressive toward humans. And... I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, like, I don't know if I believe, I don't know if I don't, um, but this just strikes me as, I'm not sure about this. The history is pretty interesting, though, so let's get a little bit back into it. Um, a few physical anthropologists, such as Jeff Meldrum at Idaho State University and Grover Krantz at Washington State University have opposed the biological reality of Bigfoot based on their examination of the 1967 film footage of a purported Bigfoot taken in Northern California's Klamath Mountains. I'm not sure if I said that right. Um, you guys have to tell me. Um, Klamath Mountains or on their more 
morphological analysis of footprints, some of which exhibit derm sorry, dermal ridges as those found in the 1980s by a U.S. Forest Service employee in the Blue Mountains of northeastern Oregon. Most scientists, however, remain skeptics and dismiss the phenomenon phenomenon as the product of the mistaken identification of known animals or elaborate hoaxes, with prints cleverly planted to deceive. Um, so this here is just saying that, um, most, most people don't believe and, um, and somebody just put the prints of the Bigfoot, um, in there but we don't actually know because this was actually quite a long time ago and you know nothing's ever proven with these things which which is why it's such a mysterious which it which is what gives it its story is because it's mysterious it's you never know if anything's true it could just not be true people are just could just be wrong but you know um there's some information that I will bring up later that um actually one of my teammates um in speech and debate did on the Bigfoot and um there's something that I will bring up about it and um and I don't there there are reasons why I don't believe and it might be because of this even if you do believe I mean it's actually pretty cool I mean I I don't even know what to say even if you do believe there are like there are still some things that you could say oh that doesn't it doesn't add up. I don't, I mean, I'm not a skeptic at all because I believe in like other ghostly things and all this other stuff. So I'm not going to like diss this Bigfoot, but I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I've never seen it, meaning I can't prove it. I've never seen anything, so I will never believe it until I like, I won't believe it until I see it. I mean, oh yeah, I'm totally open to believing in that kind of stuff. But I'd rather see it before I believe it, you know? So, over time, stories about Bigfoot have entered into oral tradition and became part of the re regional folklore. The historical record of Bigfoot in the Oregon County begins in 1904 with sightings of a hairy wild man by settlers in the Sixes River area in the coast range. Similar accounts by miners and hunters followed in later decades. See, this, um this is it's just folklore you know and it's like one of those things it's like back, the how we get our stories now like the boy who cried wolf and all that stuff is from stories passed down and passed down and passed down and sometimes those stories change so much and they just become so unreal and this could possibly want to be just a story that people were telling because they just came up with the story but I mean if that's what you believe like they could have just seen a person carrying like fur like you know because this is when it came up is in the 1900s and stuff is when people started seeing that kind of stuff and a big thing was fur coats and for this and for that because of because of where um America was in that time and so I there are just many things like they, this could just be a story like oh yeah I saw a hairy man um and then the story just changed throughout all throughout time and it could have just been a guy walking you know but we don't know 
we don't know and I'm not gonna like disbelieve but um it, it's crazy to me how like people just believe so 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 much into this kind of stuff because because it's like it could have just been a story but no it could be real too like I'm not saying that it's not but um let, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. In 1924, miners of Mount St. Helens claimed to have been attacked by giant apes, an incident widely reported in the Oregon press. Um, they could have made it up. But they could be true, too. They could have been apes, but I don't... Hun, there are... Why would, why would there be a giant ape in a place where apes don't even live? Like, that's not even their habitat. Like, I'm not understanding why this is such a okay local native americans used this event to discuss publicly their own knowledge of tzatko hirsute wild indians of the woods traditions first documented in 1865 by ethnographer george gibbs so um what the so what the native americans said was they were wild indians they were just wild men living on their own without a tribe because they felt like it. So, yeah. I mean, that could be true, too. Um, I kind of believe in the Bigfoot, but I kind of don't because I haven't seen anything. Um, there was an incident once, though, when I was younger. It was in the middle of the woods and it was dark. But, um, yeah, that's that doesn't even have to do with this. Um, after 1958, woods workers east and west of the Cascade Mountains began to report seeing creatures and discovering their immense tracks along logging roads, enhancing public recognition of the Bigfoot name. So, this is kind of, what I'm getting from this is this is, it's, it, it's real. I mean, it could be, I don't know. Like, these people believe what they saw, and if they believe what they saw, that's what they believe they saw. And that's okay for them to believe what they saw, because it's what they saw um um you know and america was so like undiscovered during that time period like they didn't know what species lived here they didn't know anything about anything like at this point like they knew some stuff but they didn't know enough so this could be lies this could not be lies i don't know this is why this episode is here is because nobody knows nobody knows if these things are real nobody knows anything and that's what makes it a mystery that's what makes it paranormal because it's not normal um and it's been in our history for years it has been in our history for years so like i don't so like i can see where they're getting it from so let's keep going Witnesses observed these so-called humanoids crossing roads at night, striding furtively through forest and mountain terrain, or digging for and eating ground squirrels in rock piles. Um, go ahead, believe it. I mean, seriously, like, if you believe it, you believe it, but, like, it's night, you don't know. You could be just tired and seeing things, or, you know, it, it just depends. It always depends. Like, you never know with these types of things. So... Let's continue, because this is a very, very long episode. This is, like, three pages long. And I'm just now getting the second page. So, Bigfoot quickly 
entered into the occupational culture of loggers manifested as serious stories, jokes, chainsaw sculptures, and fabricated prints as playful pranks. By the 1970s, former Yeti hunter Peter Byrne had established the Bigfoot Information Center at the Dales, gaining national media attention for his documentation of eyewitness testimony and footprints adduced as evidence for a new species of primate. Footprints in dirt or snow continue to be found and reported to various organized groups who have followed Brian's efforts. Byron's. Byron's? I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I'm guessing, okay? Um, go ahead. I mean, but it obviously was not, um, put in anything as a new species because it's that's why it's a cryptid because it's not because it's not something we know it's something we will never know and well i'm not saying never it's just something that we don't know and that's why it's considered a cryptid right now so native americans in oregon have increasingly situated bigfoot with traditional belief systems as beings with deeply rooted culture significance tribes in coastal oregon related bigfoot to ancient tales of wild men who lurked near villages and left immense tracks and described in clara person's tale from the Tillamook, members of plateau tribes plateau sorry of plateau tribes such as those at the warm springs reservation identified bigfoot as a stick indian a diverse category of potentially hostile beings who stole salmon or confused people by whistling causing them to become lost so that's just another thing indians believe it's a human it's a man it's a human a giant one like you know, at this point, it could be anything. That's why it's a cryptid. We don't know anything. We think we know things, but we never know. Like, we are constantly finding new species and new information, but sometimes we will not know. And we will, maybe one day we can get there and this can actually be a thing. But right now, it's just a folktale. Right now, it's just um, folklore. It's just everything that you see back in the 1900s from Indians and tribes and um, all these religious communities is, is stories. Like, this is how they've built... They've built this whole nation they've built everything off of stories that they that they've heard and all this other stuff but they never know if the story is actually true and that is why it's a cryptid and we might know we might never know sightings and stories continue on reservations today representing a spiritual connection to the pre-contact past and the resilience of indigenous culture heritage so it's just a cultural to them it's a cultural thing to them they've worshiped they don't worship, but they think it's just a wild man trying to steal their food. And so we don't know, but could we figure out one day? Yes, possibly. So more recently, Bigfoot in pop culture has developed into a series of sports, mascots, children's entertainments, and cryptozoological reality shows. Because actually, um, Cryptozoology is a thing. 
um, cryptozoology is the study of cryptids, of things that we don't know are real, but we may think they are, but we may think they aren't. So, it is a thing, it, um, which I find weird, because I don't, and I heard they get paid a lot, hold on, let me, let me look if they get paid a lot, because I don't, um, know if they get paid a lot, crypto, oh no, cryptos salary okay okay we're looking how much they get paid damn the salaries of cryptozoologists in the US range from 10,000 range from ten thousand eighty five dollars to two that two hundred thousand thirty seven and nine hundred and ninety nine dollars with a median salary of forty three thousand that is crazy I don't know if that's like a year oh yeah yearly salary the average is forty three thousand wow that is a lot of money to just be studying these things that aren't real. That is crazy. That is... Guys, I'm going to become a cryptozoologist so that I can get paid a lot of money so that I can believe in things that are not... That we don't know if are real. Okay? Okay. Much fun. Maybe I'll get to go on a exploration but I want oh that is crazy I cannot believe they get paid that much anyway it has also been playfully promoted in state legislation and celebrations politicians in both Oregon and Washington have proposed bills to protect the creatures from hunters and hairy humanoids have served as official state mascots First as Harrison Bigfoot for Washington's Centennial in 1989 and the Sesqui, the, Sasqu the Sasquatch for Oregon's Sesquicentennial in 2009. No, I do not know what that word means. So, yeah. Um, so it's just used for a mascot for things and apparently politicians want to try to save it. That's their own problem <laughs> i'm not gonna like that is crazy do you oh this episode is almost over but i don't want to be over because i'm only 20 minutes in guys this is not normal anyway let's get back <laughs> let's get back to it that's what i meant a number of prominent writers have reflected thoughtfully on the tradition and literature that explores changing attitudes toward the natural world through fiction and science writing they have depicted bigfoot as a kind of charismatic megafauna that emerged in the modern environmental imaginary as an icon of enchantment enchantment and endangerment employed to remiss i don't know what this art employed to remissologize connections between humans and the wild in the regions compromised but not under redeemable landscapes in the klamath not 1984 
For example, natural historian David Raines Wallace uses Bigfoot to discuss relic species, mythic themes, and evolutionary narratives in his portrait of the Klamath Mountains in Where in Where Bigfoot Walks, 1995, which is a book by the guy. L- Leopold Petrist Robert Michael Pyle writes about his personal search for evidence of Bigfoot in the mountains of the Columbian River Gorge as he contemplates the human need for wilderness and what he calls the divide between human and animal. Portland-based novelist Molly Gloss borrows from both Native American traditions and the legacy of feminist primatology in wildlife and elegant fiction of ecological sensibilities and zoological mystery on the lower Columbia River in the early 20th century. So, all these people are writing books about what they think they saw or what they think. They're just good writers. They just, like, I don't really, because I don't think, I think every essay I've ever read has been a bullshit essay. I have to label this episode as explicit now. But, um, if you guys don't know what a bullshit essay is, a bullshit essay is an essay that is bullshit. It's like literally all it is is like a person writing an essay based off what they think they know, but they don't actually know, and we call it bullshitting. We call it bullshit essay because it's you just bullshit your whole way through it, and it's actually really, really normal. So, um, I'm not going to end this episode, but... um. But we are going because, well, we're not going to end this episode. I'm going to look up somewhere real quick. And I'm going to get some more on Bigfoot. Bigfoot, the man, the myth. Oh, okay. Bigfoot biomedical. What? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, hold on. What am I reading? Oh, my gosh. Okay. What am I reading? It's not a myth. Bigfoot is real. Introducing the Bigfoot Unity Diabetes Management System. What? Okay, I don't know what I just read. <laughs> oh my gosh, this one's a .gov. Ooh. This is from Washington Military Department. Mmm. Okay, The Legend of Bigfoot. We're reading this from a military... From the National Guard... Um, website. So that's night. Legend of the Bigfoot. The legends of the Bigfoot go back beyond recorded history and cover the world. In North America, and particularly the Northwest, you can hear tales of seven-foot hairy men stalking the woods occasionally, scaring campers, lumberjacks, hikers, and the like. Okay. Bigfoot is known by many titles with different cultures through the name Bigfoot is generally attributed to the mountains mountainous western region of North America. The common name Sasquatch comes from the Salish Sasquets while the Algonquin of the north central region of the continent referred to a Wittico or Wendigo other nations tell of a large creature much like a man but in imbued with special powers and characteristics. This is an interesting website. There's not much. 
Okay. North American settlers started reporting sightings during the late 1800s and into the 1900s with the occasional finding of footprints, sporadic encounters, and even a few grainy photos and videos added to the mystery. So, what I'm getting from this is that, um, we don't know if Bigfoot's real, but they think it might be. They're just telling me about the man, the myth, the legend. So, let's go get some more. Okay, sorry, I'm done with that. I'm done. Okay. Okay, then. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm going to talk about some sightings here. Because I feel like that's a great idea. And I just saw this beautiful one of this sighting. Um, here, let me... I need to go to a different website. I hate this website. Okay, hold on. Um, let's see here. Sightings of Bigfoot. Okay, sightings of Bigfoot. Four shocking Bigfoot sightings. The proof is out there. Okay, let's see here. Oh, this is a YouTube video. I'm not watching this. Go away. We're not watching. We're not going to watch a YouTube video, guys. That. Why did they. Okay, the 10 most convincing Bigfoot sightings outside online. Um, www.outsideonline.com. The 10 most convincing Bigfoot sightings. Bigfoot seems to pop up in a lot of places, but he sure is elusive when it comes to having his photo taken. Which now I'm supposedly seeing a picture of a Bigfoot. Guys, have you ever seen a rock that's shaped like something and you say it's a deer and then you're like, oh, it's just a rock deer. Well, this is possibly what this picture could be. I don't know. Um, it looks like it could be a tree. I think it's just a tree. I think they're going a little haywire on the pictures. Let's go here. Okay. Okay. For decades, people around the world have been fascinated with the legend of the Bigfoot Sasquatch Yeti, or whatever you choose to call it. Sightings of a furry upright biped and, and reports of beastly footprints have been reported from as far afield as the Himalayans, although no definitive proof exists. Okay. Okay, well that looks like a human. Okay, so here's one of the mo marble, okay, the most famous Bigfoot photo, which is the one I'm looking at by Lauren Kent, I think. I'm not sure, but um it's the one where he's standing by the he being Bigfoot is standing in this like wooded area. But it's like a clear, and then there's trees behind it. I don't know. Look it up. I don't... It's apparently the most famous Bigfoot photo. So, let's read. Arguably the most famous and influential Bigfoot footage is the 1967 film shot by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin in Northern California. The Bigfoot Walk. Ew, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about a movie. Marble Mountain Bigfoot. Okay, a youth group was camping in the Marble Mountains Wilderness, California, when leader Jim Mills noticed a strange-looking creature sk skulking along a ridge nearby. He filmed it 
for nearly seven minutes, making the somewhat grainy footage the longest video of an alleged Bigfoot sighting. So, it, to me, I'm looking at the picture, you guys are, it, to me, it looks like, um, a bird. Like, zoomed in. Like, it looks like a bird or a human, like, it doesn't even, okay, we're just, we're just moving on. Eric Shipton's snowy Bigfoot Yeti footprint. British explorer Eric Earl, Earl, Earl. Shipton snapped this photo while trekking through the Himalayas in 1951, alleging that the footprint belonged to a Yeti. In 2014, Christian's auction house in London capitalized on the worldwide interest in Bigfoot and sold the original photo for nearly $5,000. Okay. This looks like... Okay, yeah. I, you could say it looks like a Bigfoot's foot. You could also say... You could also say that a rock was sitting there and somebody moved the rock. Or you could say um, something was laying there like a rabbit and it moved and you just happened to see it. But, you know, you can believe it whatever you want. Um, Let's see. Independence Day, Bigfoot. That doesn't what I don't. It looks like a. What? No, okay. I'm so confused. I don't like these pictures because they confuse me and they could or they could not. Okay, well that one doesn't look like Bigfoot. I've walked through the woods and seen that one. But it's not a Bigfoot. Oh, oh, okay. That one actually looks like... That... There's no way to explain this one. Okay. Alle Allegheny Bigfoot? I think that's what it says, but this one. In 2007, Hunter Rick Jacobs captured some of the most famous Bigfoot images to date with a camera mounted to a tree in Pennsylvania, Allegheny National Forest. His camera also cap captured clear photos of bear cubs offering evidence that the uh, unidentified animal was not not Yerson, but skeptics believe the animal is just a bear sick with with mange um no that does not look like a bear um i'm sorry but i don't know if this i think this photo might make me a believer right here this to me makes no sense and that is a clear picture it looks like a human but it's hairy it looks like a human um it's kind of scary you know if i saw that i would cry if I saw that, I would start crying, and I would not, I would just cry. Um, the rest of these images are not, they're not worth it. But this one, I think, is the best picture. So, um, go, go search up Hunter Rick Jacobs Bigfoot. And you might be... Here, let me see. I'm going to see. Hold on. I'll search it for you. Hunter. Hunter. Um, What was his face? Rick Jacobs. Okay. Rick. 
Jacob's big foot. Okay, let's see here. Okay, um, Rick Jacob says he got the pictures from a camera with an automatic trigger that he fastened in a tree in the forest. It was in... I don't... I don't know. Okay, that was... I'm done now. Can we be done? Okay, we're gonna be done here. So let me let me talk a little bit more. And then y'all can enjoy your day with the short episode. Go listen to some more episodes, okay? Most of the writing is not my own and is from organencyclopedia.org. Um, while the Bigfoot is real to some of the closest closest to some of the oh, while the Bigfoot is real to some of the closest things to Bigfoot. Oh, the close while the Bigfoot is real to some. The closest thing to Bigfoot is the extinct bipedal ape known as Gigant- Gigantopithecus from Asia. Cause that is the closest and it's been extinct for six thousand years. So if you believe the closest thing that they say is could possibly be it is an Asian ape that has been extinct for 6,000 years known as Gigantopithecus. Go ahead, look it up. Gigantopithecus. And it's an Asian ape that has been extinct for over 6,000 years, I think. Here, let me see. Um, Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Okay, let's see. It's been... This says it's been extinct for... Um, Gigantopithecus is an extinct Guinness of ape from roughly 2 million to 350,000 years ago during the early and middle Pliocene of southern China, represented by one species. So, yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. 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 So, yeah, Gigantopithecus. Okay. And it went extinct because in the changed climate, its size became a fatal handicap. So, its size is huge. Um, it's about three meters, um, so it's ginormous, and, um, that's what killed it, is how big it was. So if you believe there could be a Bigfoot, believe it, but the closest thing to one is dead, and is dead because of how large it is, and that's it, and it's in Asia, it doesn't live in America. So... So what are these people seeing late at night in the dark? We as people will never know because if Bigfoot is real, then the world is too... Then the world is too big for us. 
and we have no idea what we could be up against in our future. We don't know anything, and we probably will not know anything. And if we do end up knowing things, well, good for us. But there are far more things that could be discovered or need to be discovered. Rather than a Bigfoot that we think is real. Anyway, um, I, I love you if you're a skeptic. If you're not a skeptic... Um, so, come, sorry, come back to murder mysteries and the paranormal, murder mysteries, not paranormal, um, well, goodbye to murder mysteries, this is the beginning of season two, I hope you love this episode, new, more episodes will coming out, our next episode is on one of the most famous hauntings in the world, and, I love this story because one of my favorite YouTubers went there and got an attachment got an attachment from it. So I hope to see you next time because our next one will be a great episode. It will include murder. It will include everything that you hope it will include. It includes ghosts, it includes murder, includes everything that you want to hear about the paranormal. And then following that episode, I think we might go back to another cryptid known as I can't tell you <laughs> or I might continue a little more with the ghosts depending on what you guys like I also might go into aliens because I absolutely love the idea of aliens because I mean to me in my personally if we are living and there's and we only think that our earth has living things on it I think we I think that's a lie. Because if this planet can hold people, I'm sure there's another planet way out there that can hold people. And to us, they would be called aliens, you know. But to them, we are aliens. So you tell me. I might go into aliens because I'm an absolute believer. Um, But I don't know if they would come here. I don't think so. Because I don't think they would know. We don't even know if they're a place. I don't know why they would think we are a place. I don't understand how that works. I believe in aliens. I don't believe that there there has been aliens on the earth. On our earth. So, yeah. Come back for some more. Hopefully, um, within this next week, I will get some more because this is a Sunday. Hopefully, within this next week, I will get another episode out. Which will be my favorite episode to stream. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I hope you all have a great day. So, thank you, and see you next time.